Greetings. This is Eric Sinrod. I'm joined by Jonathan Armstrong. I'm with Dwayne Morris, and he'll introduce himself in a second. Uh, we're bringing you our 127th, count them, 127th podcast that we've been doing over the last few years weekly. Uh, this is your podcast where the law and technology intersect. Jonathan, this one's a first for me. I'm actually doing this podcast with you while mobile. I'm in my car. I am hands-free. I'm going to do my very best to participate in this and also drive appropriately. Uh, but in any event, there's been some pretty big news over here in the U.S. this week about how certain extremely revealing photos of Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence and a few other female celebrities have sort of made their way out into the wild on the Internet, and it's causing quite an uproar over here. Uh, and I'd be interested uh, in what's been happening in Europe about this and your thoughts and anything else you can contribute along those lines. So, Jonathan, I turn it over to you to introduce yourself and then dive into this interesting topic. Yeah, I'd love to, and thanks for that, uh, Eric. Uh, Jonathan Armstrong here, jonathan.armstrong at corbycompliance.com. Uh, thanks for joining us again. I think this is, out of all of them, the most logistically challenged in that, unfortunately, we're both on mobile phones for various reasons out and about. Um, but actually, it's sort of relevant to the topic, isn't it? Because the whole issue that Jennifer and all of these other celebrities have come up with is, in some respects, relating to the mobile, always-on world. And if you'll excuse the, the pun, we've talked for ages about celebrities being overexposed. And this, this, this is maybe an illustration of it, and it's a sad function of our times, I think. You know, we've had incidents like this in the past with Scarlett Johansson, for example, and I believe the circumstances there were that she um, obviously was traveling a lot for work, and the way of keeping in touch with her significant other at the time was in sending him photographs. And when those photographs were stolen, that exposed another aspect of her life and another aspect of Scarlett Johansson, which she hadn't uh, intended to share with the world. And it's all too easy to criticize, and, and I'm... Uh, I, you know, I'm not a big Ricky uh, Gervais fan, I have to confess, uh, to start with. Um, uh, some of his work is extremely funny and some of it perhaps is, is ill-judged. And I think in some respects he has got his call wrong this time. I don't know whether uh, Ricky Gervais' comments hit your side of the pond. But, um, of course, it's easy to be sanctimonious and to say that one should not take photographs of uh, oneself naked. I've also had a, a really interesting debate with um, where I was the only uh, man in a, in, in a debate last night where uh, people were saying, why is it always photographs of women that are exposed in this way rather than photographs of men? And the cynical part of me says it's partly market-driven rather than sexist. But um, there are issues, of course, for businesses as well, and, and, and we often override those. And it seems to me off the top of my head, the first one is, of course, um, some of these photographs are taken on corporate-owned devices, 
or devices that are used as part of an organization's bring your own device BYOD policy or choose your own device policy. So first of all, the lesson for corporates, I think, if it isn't already obvious, is that, um, you know, sex tapes, sex videos, sex photographs on a company-owned device aren't appropriate. I, I, I think it's hard to ever work out the circumstances in which they would be. And that might be obvious, but we probably ought to be spelling that out as corporations because of the prevalence of this. The second thing, of course, as it tells us, is uh, remote backup happens often without us knowing it, and that is not necessarily secure. So we talked before about this intervention by the UK data regulator over this Scottish case where somebody was using their own device for a work-related task, and the Microsoft function in that case had automatically backed up and then had backed up through their antivirus software into the cloud. Obviously, many celebrities now know that Apple devices back up into iCloud, and they didn't know that in the past. And if anything, uh, there is a zone of opportunity for corporations to say to their employees, if you're using devices that back up into the cloud, don't put our work-related content there and upload it into the cloud. And equally, if it's a private cloud that we give you or a private version of Dropbox or whatever for the work environment, please don't put naked, risque material in the corporate environment because that's your personal stuff and, and should remain personal. But then the whole wider debate is how do you remove content from the internet ether once it's out there? And of course, we've talked about this proposed right to be forgotten, and we've talked about the Google um, from the ECJ on the right to be forgotten a couple of podcasts ago. And please, if you need a refresher, go and download that podcast. It's still available from your usual channels and your favorite vendor. But in short, this obviously gives a theoretical right to any celebrities who are European citizens, and we understand that some are, uh, and that some in the next wave of revelations may be. It gives them a theoretical right to remove those pictures from the internet. And that might well work against uh, responsible sources like Twitter or, um, or a Facebook uh, if those um, images are being traded there and the uh, individuals or their smart lawyers can trace them and, and get them removed. But the difficulty is that um, if there is a market for photographs like this, it will be hard to remove them. And I've been involved personally in trying to chase sites around like this. They're normally very organized, and it is a bit like a game of chess. And quite often, your role as a, as a lawyer is to make it uh, less uh, is to make the content less accessible rather than to close it down for good. And, and so we've got many theoretical rights in Europe through the right to be forgotten, through existing data protection rights, and through simple old things like theft law. You know, uh, the Computer Misuse Act in the UK makes it a criminal offense to uh, access things like remote vaults and, and remove content from it.
But I just wonder in today's world whether prevention is a lot better than cure, Eric. Well, absolutely. I mean, prevention, you know, if the photos never existed in the first place, uh, there wouldn't be a problem. So, as you say, it's easy to be sanctimonious and say to people, look, just don't take selfies of yourself in the nude or doing embarrassing things. All right, well, fine. Human nature is what it is, and that's not always going to happen like that. So then, you know, what happens when photos are taken like this and done so at least in what you know, the person taking the photos of themselves thinks is in a private context, and then it goes public. You know, some have suggested there's some cyber crime issues here. You know, if the photos were actually hacked in a way uh, that they shouldn't have been, you know, should there be a potential criminal prosecution? And then, you know, once the photos are out in the wild, you know, you, you do make the case, you know, what do you do to uh, bring them back in, to rein them in if you can? And that's extremely difficult because, you know, if photos of somebody like you know, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, get out, you know, immediately they're being saved by people all over the world. And even if mm. it's possible to remove links to photos that are currently up on the Internet, it's just, well, we have a game here called Whack-A-Mole. It's like Whack-A-Mole. You can knock yeah, down yeah. one mole, and then it pops up again, and it can just keep happening in perpetuity. So I think it's safe to say it's impossible to forever get rid of these photos from appearing on the Internet once they're out in the wild, and especially when they're of somebody of quite a bit of celebrity. Um, I, I do think there are efforts being made in this regard because it's my understanding that the original photos that were showing up on the Internet of Jennifer Lawrence, at least, were extremely graphic uh, in terms of her nudity. Um, and now, apparently, the searches are done. Some of those most explicit ones aren't quite as readily available. You know, what you see now are more like the types of photos you might see in Playboy uh, of her. So it's, it's an interesting topic. It definitely, you know, touches on, uh, you know, potential cyber crime issues, uh, privacy issues, publicity issues, the right to be forgotten. Um, and, and then some who are very cynical might say, hey, frankly, this is just good publicity. Um, you know, there, you know, there's the Kardashian lady who's doing everything possible to get out, in, uh, apparently right now, uh, to to meet this press deluge, uh, to voluntarily, you know, put herself out there uh, in the nude uh, when revealing photos of Madonna came out, you know, from her youth. Uh, but later, when she was a celebrity, she pretty much just shrugged it off, and it became sort of more of her persona, and it certainly didn't yeah. hurt her her fame going forward. But, you know, even if it can increase your celebrity, it still might not be something you want if you're someone who really wanted those photos only to be in private and you're not an exhibitionist. And, and, and I do, um, you, you know, for the avoidance of doubt, I, I do think, for example, Scarlett Johansson, I, I don't know whether the right... I, I hesitate to use the word brave, particularly in the, you know, 100th anniversary of the, of the First World War over here. But, but let's just say gutsy that she um, was prepared to give evidence to secure a conviction. A lot of people are far more cowardly than that. And I think, um, I, I think we do have to recognize that if these people are to be brought to justice, and it is right that they are brought to justice, I think, then some of these celebrities are going to have to step up to the plate. And like Scarlett Johansson did, say the circumstances in which the pictures were taken and that isn't an easy thing especially if that's a relationship that has 
um, you know, broken up. And that's painful enough without being a figure in the public eye that has to talk about all of that stuff in, in the public eye. So I'm not saying that I have no sympathy with the victims, and I think they are victims. You know, all, all I think we're both saying is that it's, it's hard to put the genie back in the box, isn't it? That's true. And I think you make a good point in terms of corporations, uh, you know, business and, and even governmental entities that, you know, these days, you know, employees are required to uh, assent to and sign uh, computer use and business equipment policies, and they just have to get more and more specific, I suppose. And now perhaps, you know, these policies now need to include language about, you know, how you photograph yourself and comport yourself in the online world in, in terms of photographs. Um, and I guess that raises an interesting point we could deal with maybe some other time because I'm sure we've reached our 10 minutes. But, you know, how detailed and nuanced and granular must these policies be? Must they cover every conceivable scenario? Or yeah. in some places, can they be general? And can it just be assumed that people have some level of common sense, Jonathan? Yeah. No, I, I think that's great as well. And, and, and maybe that is a topic for another day because uh, I know we've talked about that before, but, um, but, but there's definitely some work to be done on policies. We don't want them to be dull monster documents, um, but we have got to sometimes rebalance the employer-employer relationship. Right. All right, well, this has been our 127th uh, Tech Law 10 podcast. It's probably time to bring it to a close. It's late UK time for Jonathan, and I'm driving a vehicle, so I need to be careful. But uh, I'm Eric Sinrod at DwayneMorris.com. Uh, you can reach me at EJSinrod at DwayneMorris.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, we're hoping very much there aren't any embarrassing photos of us anywhere out there. Correct, Jonathan? I think that's right. I have, I have the benefit of my extreme ugliness. <laughs> Come on now. All right. Well, <laughs> why don't you bring this to an end? Yes, yeah, so uh, uh, jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com. Um, we'd love to hear your comments on this or any other topic next week. We hope to speak to you again. Meantime, do collect, connect with us on Twitter, LinkedIn, send us a pigeon. Uh, please, no naked selfies. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>